This is the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast, because marriage without maintenance will break. I am your happily married host, Jason Parham. Join the Fixer Upper Marriage class via live recording as we learn how to make marriage and love better. Decorating a house can really make it special. Likewise, decorating your marriage can make it special too. Listen in to learn how you can add decorations to your marriage. To follow along with the notes and for additional content, visit fixeruppermarriage.org slash decor. In Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse number 17, the Bible says this, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Decorations are really what makes the house special. And it's the choices in decorations that you make that really make a big difference, really make a big difference in your house. In our house, my wife, she's the decorator. If it was up to me, it would just be like bare walls. I mean, I'm fine with just like brick wall or whatever. I would think that that would be cool to me. But my wife, she loves to decorate and she makes her house so beautiful by decorating. In our living room, we have these shadow boxes that my wife has decorated and the shadow boxes have like uh, things from our kids when they were born, little things to remember their births by. And there's little trinkets in there. And I guess one day we'll give that to them when they finally leave home and get married themselves. And it's just, it looks real pretty the way we've got it set up. And then in our kitchen, my wife has decorated our kitchen. She loves baskets. So like over our cabinets, there's all these different style of baskets that she's put there. It looks really nice. We've got the curtains or the drapes or curtains or whatever you call it in the kitchen, in the dining room. My wife does excellent with decorating the house. In our kitchen, we have red, everything's, we like, my wife likes red. So we have red containers to put things in because we want our kitchen to look nice, right? We make those choices to decorate and decorations really make, make a house. I mean, the things that you decide to put in there, those little decisions that you make really make a difference in making that house your own. Marriage is a lot like that house, isn't it? The little things that you want, the little things, decisions that you make in your marriage, they add up to make your marriage what it is. They make it desirable for you or not desirable. All the little choices that you make, they just add up. You know, you choose to have the picture frames that you chose in your house. You chose to put them there. And that's the way it is in marriage. You chose to decorate your marriage, you chose to make your marriage the way it is by the decisions that you make, by the choices that you make every day. You chose to have that quilt in your bedroom. You made that decision. You make choices in your marriage and those choices that you make every day, they make your marriage what it is. And that brings us to this Bible verse. It's something interesting about God that's buried in the minor prophets. And this verse here is just amazing to me. The Lord Thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. This is a model that God gives us of how to decorate your marriage. This is God's feelings toward us and his relationship with us. This is how he decorates that. And this is how you should decorate your marriage. This is how you should decorate. Three ways to have the marriage that you've always wanted. How to decorate it. How to make it your own. Number one. Learn how to change you. Learn to change you. It's like the secret ingredient to a happy marriage. Decorate your marriage with change. 
Not just any change, but your own changes. Learn how to change you. Like many minor prophets in the Bible, as we look at the book of Zephaniah, the minor prophets, they're not minor because of their meaning. They're, they're just the size is smaller. And that's why the length is smaller. That's why they call them minor. But they had major messages, didn't they? And a lot of times in the minor prophets, I kind of get bogged down a little bit because they're so negative. There's so much judgment there. Just that time that they were written. There's so much negativity there. But in the midst of all this, buried there, it's this verse from God about his relationship with them and how he really felt about his people. This is how you apply this to your marriage. He changed the tone of the way he was talking to them. It was all judgment. It was everything in judgment. This is like the end for them. Wrapped up in sin, they're facing the judgment of God. God says, I will save. When they turned their hearts toward God, they saw a different side of him that they didn't see before. This is a huge change for people that were willing to turn from their sin. They saw a God who would save them, not destroy them, not hurt them, not cast judgment on them. So here it is. Stop trying to change your spouse and work on changing you. Stop trying to change your spouse and work on changing you. I don't know why we do it, but it seems like we all do it. We always wish something was better. And this never ends well in your marriage. And when you try to correct your spouse, when you try to make your spouse better, it never works out. It never helps your marriage. It never ends well. Looking and waiting for your spouse to change is like the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. It doesn't happen. The odds are stacked against you. It doesn't matter how many times you play that, that sweepstake or whatever. All they're going to do is send you, send, you, send you books that you don't need, right? All, that's all it is. Waiting for your spouse to change, trying to make your spouse to change. It's not going to end well. It's, the odds are against you. They're working against you when you think that way. But you can change yourself. You know, the husband who wishes his wife were different, you know, instead of sitting down and trying to discuss things, he just kind of disconnects. All us guys know what that means. We just kind of disconnect from everything. And then the wife who's not the wife that she should be and the husband is thinking, man, I wish she was something different. Now it even gets any worse because she's trying to change him and get him to reconnect. And so now it's like a cycle. Now things are even worse. Now I've got to disconnect even more because she's not being what I want her to be. So we try to change what, what our spouse is and it doesn't work. Instead of becoming more what he wants, she just becomes less of it because she's trying to change him. Or you get so bad that a husband can look somewhere else, right? I'm going to find someone else to, to be in my life. I want to find someone else who gives me what I want. And then there's a wife who gets like a mother to her husband. We see this, right? It just happens all the time. She starts treating her husband like one of the kids instead of her lover, it happens in so many marriages. I mean, you see it everywhere. It's like just a motherly thing. You have kids, it's just natural to try to take care of the kids. It's not long before the, the husband just kind of turns into another kid. And the wife is just trying to correct the husband and trying to fix the husband and trying to, you know, make her husband change. And it just doesn't work, does it? I think any woman who's honest would say, when you try to mother your husband, it doesn't work. It just makes us worse. Then you have to try to mother us any more, even more than you were before. The wife becomes so frustrated that her, with her husband, and the husband just becomes so frustrated with the wife, and you're both trying to change each other. You know, you can just unwittingly trying to change each other, end up destroying your marriage. I mean, you didn't mean to do it, 
But by trying to change each other, you just kind of ruin what you have. You just kind of tear down what you have. And a lot of people, this happens in their marriage and they stay together. But they're not very happy together. They kind of ruin the point of what God intended marriage to be. He wants you to be happily married, right? And that's what God made marriage for. You, you can be together, but not really be together. Does that make sense? And that happens a lot of times when you try to change each other. But find the joy in becoming a better you. There is joy in you becoming a better you. There's joy in you changing. It's kind of like this weird oxymoron. By seeking to change yourself, you make your marriage better. Instead of trying to change your spouse, you try to change you. And in the process, it makes your whole marriage better. I don't know why it works out that way, but it just does. It's the opposite of what you would think. You think, if only my spouse were different, then I would be happy. If only my spouse did things that made me happy, then I could really be happy. No, if only you changed, if only you could change, if only you could be a better spouse, then guess what? You would have a better marriage. Learning how to change you is really how you change the decorations in your marriage. By learning how to change yourself. To get what you want in marriage, you have to make the choice to change yourself. By focusing on making yourself better instead of trying to make your spouse better, you completely turn your marriage around. This is how you take a dull, boring marriage and make it something great by seeking to change yourself, not your spouse. And if your spouse gets on board with this, then it's really going to be a great marriage, right? I mean, it makes it better when you try to change. But if your spouse tries to change themselves, then all of a sudden your marriage has really got it going on. Seek to change yourself. Maybe you can start by making a list. I love to make lists. I'm just that kind of person. And maybe it's because I'm so forgetful. I forget everything. So I end up writing it down. I just love to make a list. I cannot go to the grocery store without a list. I mean, that's ridiculous. What am I supposed to get? I get home. Honey, you forgot diapers. You forgot the milk. How can you have a family without a gallon of milk in the refrigerator? You forgot the essentials. You forgot butter. You can't even cook without butter. So I have to have a list. I love to have lists. Any kind of list. If it's on my phone, if it's on a piece of paper, I have to have some kind of list. Maybe make a list of things that you need to change yourself. Not the things that your spouse needs to change about them. That would be easy. Well, my wife needs to start doing this and my wife needs to start doing this. But make a list of things that you need to change about you and your marriage. Things that you need to do different. And maybe you have a good memory and you're not like me. and You don't have to write things down all the time. You just make a list in your mind or whatever. But I have to have a list. Here's a template that you could use. And this will be in the show notes when I get those up. I'll try to have it up by Wednesday. This is her list, right? This is a list for her. So wives, this is your list. Greet him when he gets home. Greet your husband when he gets home. You know what? There's nothing worse than having a bad day at work and coming home to a bad day at home. But you know what? If you'll greet your husband when he comes in the door, it's a small thing, but it make a huge difference. I mean, to walk in and my wife say, oh, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're home. Oh, thank God I don't have to be at work anymore and put up with all these complaining people and all the problems that I've had to deal with today. I'm home now. To know that my wife is greeting me makes a huge difference. That's something you do to help your marriage. Something you could change. So instead of 
hitting your husband with problems instead of trying to correct your husband as soon as he walks through the door. Maybe you could just greet him. Greet him. Number two, look nice just for him. Look nice just for your husband. Get dressed up to go other places and look nice for everybody else. How about trying to look a little nice for your husband? It's something you can do for him. How about praise your husband for what he does right? I mean, man, you talk about a lift for a guy. You start praising your man for what he does right. It will completely change him. He will turn into a different person. It's like if you notice the things that that he does right instead of nitpicking things that he does wrong. You see how it works? Instead of trying to correct and change your spouse, you try to change yourself. And in the process, it makes your spouse happy and it makes you happy. Be patient with your spouse. So your husband makes some mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. So your husband makes, it's okay. Guess what you do all the time? You make mistakes too. So be patient with your husband. And I'm sure your husband would appreciate that. Do something to make him smile. Try to think of something that you can do to make your spouse smile. I'm going to make my husband smile. I'm going to do something to make him smile. He's had a bad day at work. He's coming in. He's probably exhausted. I'm going to figure out some way to make him laugh. Do something to make him smile. Do what you know makes your spouse happy. You know your spouse. You live together. You know what makes them happy. You know where all their buttons are. This is what what it's like to be married. You learn each other's buttons. Instead of pushing the buttons to make your spouse angry, how about push the buttons to make them happy? Well, here's a, that was a list for her. Here's his list. So this is a list for a husband to do, something different you do. You know, we want her to greet us when we get home, right? That sounds so awesome. Well, how about this? Listen to her when you get home. That's right. Listen to your spouse. Listen to your wife when you get home. Take your time to focus and listen to her for a few minutes. Give her that few minutes of your time to listen. Instead of thinking in your mind, man, I wish my wife was different. Man, I wish she did this different. You be different. You ask questions. How was your day? Listen. You wonder, that sounded so great, right? When I said, look nice for you. And all those guys were like, yes, yes. Well, how about tell her how nice she looks? Tell her she looks pretty. Tell her she looks nice. Hold hands and spend real time with your spouse. Hold hands and spend time with your spouse. And we all have things we like to do. I like to get home and I like to look at whatever's going on in sports. And then maybe look at a few minutes of what's going on in politics. And then I get all upset about the sports page, what's going on in the sports world and the politics world. But for whatever reason, I don't know. But I want to, I want to be involved with that. But take that time that you would have spent doing that and hold hands with your spouse and just spend some quality time together. That's something you can do to change. Instead of worried about what your, your wife is not, how about this? How about you take time to spend time with her? How about buy her something or make her something? You don't even have to spend a lot of money. You probably know what your wife's favorite candy bar is. If you don't, maybe you should ask her. Maybe you should find out. If you've been married for a little while, you don't know her favorite candy bar. Maybe you need to figure that out. 
And then you only have to spend, what, 79 cents or maybe $1.19. And then you have her favorite candy bar, and she's, like, super happy. And you only have to spend $1.19. It's great. It's awesome. Or maybe you can make her something. I mean, for whatever reason, that makes... Just to know that for a woman to know that you thought about her so much that you made her something or that you stopped by and got her some flowers or that you found this something special just for her and you were thinking about her. So buy her or make her something. How about do something to make your wife smile? You do something that makes her smile. You do something that's going to make her laugh. Maybe whatever you do that makes, I'm not good at making people laugh unless I don't mean to do it. But find a way to make your spouse smile. You know the buttons of your spouse, just like she knows your buttons. Do what makes her happy. Instead of worrying about how unhappy you are, do something that you know will make your spouse happy, that will make your wife happy. These are just some things you can do. You can make your own list. Maybe you should try it. Just take a piece of paper and write down some things you can change about you to make you become a better spouse. Make your own list. Marriage is the one thing in life, is one thing in life that's worth putting everything into it. And to give your very best, to be the very best spouse that you can be, that's one thing that's worth that investment. It's one thing that's worth your effort. It's one thing that's worth your time. It may be the small things. It may be big things you can change in your marriage, but just things that you can change about yourself. Become a better Christian. Become a better Christian. You know, the best thing you can do for your spouse is to become a better Christian. Make it your goal to start your day in spending time with God. It not only makes you more like Jesus, but it makes it easier in your marriage relationship to deal with each other. If I haven't been praying like I should, if I haven't read my Bible like I should, I'm a little bit more touchy. But you know what? If I have spent time with God, it kind of takes the edges off of me. And that's the spirit working in our life. As you allow God to work in your heart and make changes to you, those changes transfer to your marriage relationship. Here's some ways you can become a better Christian. Number one, attend a good church regularly, even when you don't feel like it. Read your Bible every day, even if it's just one verse. I'm really pressed for time. I've got a lot going on. I've got stuff pulling at me. If you just read one verse, you're making a habit. If you have to, just read one verse. Find and memorize verses that are meaningful to you. For instance, this verse that I discovered in the book of Zephaniah, I have never seen it before. Although I've read this book many times. But buried in all those hard to read things about God's judgment is this verse. I'm going to memorize this verse this week. That's a way to improve your relationship with the Lord. Memorize verses. Incorporate prayer into your daily life. This means talking to God in those times when you're by yourself, when you're driving in your car and you're going somewhere and you're alone. This is a time you can spend talking to God. When you're on your lunch break, you can take a minute or so to talk to God. This helps you to become a better Christian. Read books that encourage you to become a better Christian. Find a book to read that helps you become a better Christian. We just happen to have a book on our class website that you can purchase to help you to be a better Christian. So there you go. Read good books to encourage you to become a better Christian. But don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back of being a better spouse. Don't hold anything back from God. Let go of everything in your life and just commit to being a Christian. Just commit to to giving everything to God. 
And in doing, in submitting yourself to God, you submit yourself to him and it helps you in your marriage because that relationship with God translates into your relationship with your spouse. Even if your spouse is not what they ought to be, you are able to better cope with them because you're led of the spirit now. Now you have the spirit guiding you because you've been meditating on God's word because you've been reading the Bible. And now, even though your husband is flying off the handle, you don't have to fly off the handle too. If your wife screams at you when you walk through the door, you don't have to scream back because you've been meditating on the scripture and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can say, hey, what's wrong, honey? Why are you screaming at me? Let's let's figure this out. Okay, I'll take my shoes off next time before I walk in the white carpet. But whatever it is, but you but by having a relationship right with the Lord, it helps you in your marriage. Number two, to not only learn to change you. Number two, learn to enjoy your spouse. God says something in this verse is absolutely amazing and encouraging to me. He says, the Bible says he will rejoice over thee with joy. Now, to think that God in heaven would even stop to think about somebody as insignificant as me. But not only that he would think about me, that he would rejoice over me being right with him. That's just incredible to think about. That God in heaven is excited about me being right with him. It's a huge blessing to think about. It's one thing for God to say, for me to say that God loves me and to me accept that. And then I have this image in my mind of him trying to conjure up this love. You know, he's trying to make himself love me because I have so many things about me that are unlovable. But he goes even further. He is rejoicing in the fact that you're right with him. The fact that your relationship is right with him is something that brings him joy. That He's rejoicing. He's excited over that. That is what real love in marriage is all about. To love your spouse so much that you enjoy them, that you enjoy that relationship. I remember when I first started falling for my wife. We'd been talking for a while. You know, once we started to get to know each other and we started kind of falling for each other, we just enjoyed being with each other. In fact, after we had been courting for a while, it was like we couldn't stand to be away from each other. And then on our our wedding day, we could barely wait till the ceremony was over because we we wanted to be on our honeymoon. We wanted to finally be together. We just enjoyed being with each other that much. But things happen in life when you get married and that kind of changes, doesn't it? You have arguments, you have problems, and then you have kids and things really change and things really get rough. But in all those problems, you just kind of lose that joy of just being together. It doesn't have to be that way. It's like like your house. You choose what to decorate it with. You choose the way you want your marriage to be by the little choices that you make every day. You know what? I'm going to put up this real pretty picture in my living room because I don't want it to look ugly. I don't want it just to be a bare wall. You can make choices in your marriage. I don't want my marriage to be this way. So I'm going to make the choice to put forth the effort to be a better spouse. Don't expect your spouse to complete you. It's this fairy tale idea that we have in marriage that your spouse is supposed to be everything you're not. Guess what? It's not the way it works. I mean, deep inside of every bride, you know, she's longing for like the knight in shining armor that's going to slay all these dragons for her. And, you know, the guy, we're longing for this beautiful princess that's just going to always fall into her arms and, and expect us to just be this great person for them. But that's not the way life works. It's not the fairy tale. 
Husbands and wives have problems. I mean, we all have faults and failures. We all have problems that we have to live with. And it's unreasonable to expect your spouse to complete you. I mean, the only thing that can complete you is your relationship with God. It's the only thing that can complete you and is expect your spouse to complete you. It's really unreasonable. You're always going to be disappointed. If you expect your spouse to do something that God's supposed to do, you're going to be really disappointed in your spouse, like all the time. I mean, if my wife expects me to do something that God's, God's supposed to do, she's going to be disappointed in me every day because there's no way I can complete her. But you know what? You can find, you can be complete in your relationship with the Lord. You know, I talked about this a few weeks ago and things you throw, things you should throw out of your marriage. And one of those things were expectations. I said, just throw out all expectations for your spouse. Just get rid of all the expectations for your spouse and let the expectations be on you. My expectation for me is that I become a better husband. My expectation for me is that I be a better husband for my wife. Rekindle the joy of being best friends. Take the time to spend together to, in, to restore that friendship aspect of marriage. And you don't have to spend a lot of money or make these big elaborate plans. You just do things just to be together. Maybe taking a walk in the park is all you have to do. There's lots of parks around here. And guess what? It doesn't cost anything in any of our parks. You can just go for a walk together and just talk and spend some time together. Maybe just sit on the front porch and just just talk or just sit together quietly. Spend time together developing that friendship. And when you enjoy that friendship, you learn how to enjoy being together. Develop that friendship and rediscover the joy of just being together. What it was like when you just could barely stand being apart. Number three, let love be enough. The Bible says it plainly in our text verse today. He will rest in his love. His love is enough to keep the marriage, to keep his covenant with me meaningful. And my love for my spouse should be enough to keep our marriage meaningful. Let your marriage bring satisfaction. You bring satisfaction in your marriage by being satisfied with being with your spouse. Let being with each other be enough to satisfy your marriage. Let just being in love with each other satisfy that. And you can rest in the, and be content in the fact that you love each other. Just loving each other is enough. Having that love for your spouse is enough. I know my wife loves me. That's enough for me. I know I love her. That's enough to satisfy me. In summary, three ways to have the marriage you've always wanted or how to decorate your fixer-upper. Number one, learn to change you. Number two, learn to enjoy your spouse. And number three, let love be enough. Thank you for listening to the Fixer Upper Marriage Podcast. If this podcast episode was helpful to you, consider sharing it with a friend. I have recently published a book entitled Full Assurance, a simple tool for gaining real assurance for salvation. This is a great book if you or someone you love is struggling with assurance. For more information, you can visit fixeruppermarriage.org slash fullassurance or just visit our online bookstore. Remember that God has great things planned for your marriage. So don't miss it.